and we are live once again. Welcome to Double Fault. Where two faults don't make an ace. I'm Pratap. And I'm Ruto. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are back for a second, second round. Hopefully, you guys who are here right now caught the first one. But if you didn't, uh, I mean, feel free to go check out the, the, face, the previous posts. So, I mean, Prata, why don't you just catch people up on what, what, you, know, what you think they have missed? Uh, well, you know, like, I'm just happy to be here again. This is our second episode of the podcast. Like what Ryuto said, we talked about NROC. Very deep and sensitive topic to some people, I would assume so. But, I mean, it was pretty interesting. Uh, we exchanged a lot of our thought process together. And, well, we actually identified some common factors like the benefits, right? Yep. Uh, and we realized that that's something that, you know, probably need to be looked at. If you're wondering what am I talking about, NROC benefits, please do check out our first episode and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, thank you. You summarized it so well. I think people aren't going to watch the previous uh, episode anymore, man. They are missing all the juicy parts, actually. So. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. But, and, I mean, another thing, uh, for those who could be new today, um, what we are, essentially, we are, we aim to be a, you know, uh, a tennis podcast in Singapore. We want to discuss about things that uh, matter to us Singaporeans, uh, you know, with regards to our sport that I assume we all enjoy. Yep. So yeah. that, that's what we are. And uh, hopefully you tune in every week to enjoy, you know, the stuff that we talk about. We don't claim to be experts. Uh, we just wanted to give our opinions, uh, however flawed it may be. But, you know, we just want to have a discussion. Uh, I mean, I, I'm happy to hear from Pratap any day. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. That's a huge, that's a huge credit to me. Uh, yeah, and hence the name Double Fault because uh, we're bound to make mistakes. We're bound to say funny things that may intrigue people or maybe we can even be as direct as we want and who gives a heck, right? Yeah. I mean, it's us. So it is what it is, I guess. So that's exactly why, you know, Rito came out with the name Double Fault and I love it. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, last week we talked a little bit more I would say it's the most serious, you know, a somber topic of NROC, right, bro? But uh, this week I thought, I- I'm hoping it's a it's a little bit more of a light topic. Uh, so today, this week, today, we are serving to you the topic of pickleball. All right. For for those who don't know, pickleball is a sport. <laughs> okay, it's not just an object. All right. So uh, maybe before we even get started, I mean, uh, I want to throw out the first question to you, Pratap. Uh, what were your what what are your thoughts right with regards to pickleball you know as a sport first? Well, Rito, I mean, um, I think my first experience was it was actually with you. Uh, you remember we were actually coaching together and we actually yeah. uh were at this was at uh this place in our Tampanese hub where the tennis courts are and they were having an event. Uh, pickleball. Uh, I believe the pickleball association. So they were having an event, and we were wondering what is this. And I, I think I briefly saw a little glimpse of it on YouTube, and that's all well and good. But I saw it live first time with you, and I was like, wait, wow, this is pretty interesting. Ah, uh. I even remember after our coaching, we had a little bit of time before our next class, right? Yeah, we yeah, actually yeah. went to go and try. Yeah. Uh, that, that was... So that's that's my initial thought of pickleball. Actually, uh, I mean, just to share with you guys. Oh, that was your first time, huh? That's my first time. Oh, you playing with me was the first time. Oh, okay. Was that your how first exposure? You've been playing for how many years already, pickleball? 
And I've been secretly training for the national sport, bro. Ah, okay. You're going to make it, bro. I'm very proud of you. I'll support you 100%. Go Team Singapore. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, for me, pickleball, right? I, I, I've seen pickleball for maybe a, maybe a decade already, man. I, I've seen it around. And like, you know, so my, my story for pickleball was uh, when I was, yeah, 10 years ago, maybe. Uh, there's this badminton court uh, near this HDB estate, which was near where I stayed. And there were always these four people. I don't know whether they're the same, but you know, you can hear that, that distinct pickleball sound that, you know, when they're hitting and then tick-tack, tick-tack. So I always just stood there, you know, like a interested little young kid watching this group of maybe 50 or 60-year-olds just duking out. And I, I had absolutely no idea what the rules are. I'm just assuming if it's out, the boundaries is out. Lah. Right, that's all I know. That's fair, but yeah. beyond that, I had no idea, but I was just like, you know, I mean, in my head, I was still young, I guess. So I was just thinking like, I, uh, this sport is so easy, I'm pretty sure I can play. La. I don't even know whether this is a sport, which was really what I thought. And then, only a few years ago, I figured out that this sport had a name, bro. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I mean, I'm glad you figured out the name. Yeah, that was um, the first step. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I knew Pickleball, to be fair. I knew what Pickleball was. Uh, and to be honest, there's a little bit of correlation between Pickleball and Tennis. And that's probably why we are talking about it today. Oh yeah, of course, man. If there wasn't, <laughs> pretty sure we won't be talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not here to sign people up for pickleball today. I mean, we don't get paid by the association. We don't get any subscription fee, if you're wondering. Uh. Yeah. This is not a sponsored post. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe I'll give, uh, you know, for, for those who do not know, what, you know, quick, quick round out on what pickleball is like. So, for us tennis players, right, uh, Pickleball is played on the size of a badminton court, which is actually only like a one or two feet off uh, the red ball tennis court, bro. Ah, okay. So we're talking about maybe you can actually fit, uh, you know, I mean, assuming it's a red ball court, you can, we are talking about four pickleball courts on a full-size tennis court, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. in terms of like strokes and hitting, uh, you know, if you, if you Google, right, people are saying it's a mix of tennis, uh, some people say there's badminton, some say uh, table tennis, some say squash, and it's just a mixture of these four. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we both tried it. Uh, it's, I guess, definitely a mixture of those four. Uh, and and to also add the ball. I mean, let's not uh, forget the ball, that. Bro. It's not a tennis ball, bro, or ping pong ball. Yeah, it's not. It's, uh, yeah. I, I don't know why it's called a pickleball. Is that what a pickleball is supposed to be? No, no, my, my impression is that it's a floorball. Uh, you are absolutely right. It's a floorball. I thought you were going to say the, the ball is called pickleball. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> it's called wiffle ball. Wiffle ball? Wiffle ball. Uh, sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds yeah, about right. Basically, I mean, a ball with holes that's plastic. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. I think they use the same ball for floorball as well. Yeah, so there's a set number of holes inside the inside the, the ball or something. And then there's just I one piece. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in very simple context, uh, it's like a Singapore Roja sport, bro. <laughs> we got the, the ball from the floor ball. We got the skills from a tennis, badminton and table tennis. So, it's a... I wouldn't say it's a Roja sport, but it's a Roja <laughs> style, you know? Yeah, the, the Roja sport is awesome away, bro. Yeah. But the skill required is definitely a little bit Roja. Because you can come from any background, I assume, from any of yeah, those yeah. sports. And I'm sure you can pick up the sport because you just need to connect the bat or the pedal to the ball. I don't know what they call it. I think it's a pedal. Yeah, pedal. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I'm not sure okay. what it is. 
He's definitely not a racket. Uh. That's what uh, I not a racket. That's for sure. He doesn't have strings. So now, the, the next thing is the pedal or the bat does not have yeah, strings. So it yeah, is yeah. similar to table tennis in that sense, right? But there's no right. rubber. So without rubber, there is no top spin in that sense, right? Yeah, unless I mean, you're Ryuto. Uh. Ryuto oh, can top spin with a very flat, smooth surface. There was just come one on, time. Yeah. There was just one time I hit a passing shot, bro, that, that day at OTH. Uh, around the net post kind of stuff, right? Hey, but, you know, with... I, I don't know how bad we sound. I probably will replay this and listen to this later. It it feels as if we're taking a dumb on pickleball, but actually we're not, no. I yeah. mean, seriously, right. I mean, I actually personally like it. I yeah. actually like pickleball. I enjoyed playing it and it was easy to play. Yeah. Uh, that kind of brings about our topic and why we're talking about it, right? Yeah. This tennis podcast talking about pickleball. It's that, so that we love the sport. We like pickleball so much that we start to second guess ourselves about tennis, right? <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. So, uh, with with that, like you know, talking about how fun we, I mean, I had a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We played with two other guys, uh, whom we don't know about their sporting background. Uh, yeah. Right. But you know, we we had a good game. We played a good game of doubles. You know, uh, we just we just needed like five minutes to learn the rules, and then, yeah, we just had a fun game, uh, You know, competitive. You know, trying to trying to win the point, doubles, moving up to the so-called net and trying to volley and all kinds of stuff. That, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean, but that that brings about the the problem that we wanted to talk about. That it is a bit too fun for, for me. <laughs> yeah, yes, so I can understand. What 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 do you think? I mean, you know, uh having played that sport, what 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 crossed your mind, you know, the fact that we are talking about this right here today? Well, I think Ryuto, I'm going to get straight into it. I mean, I think our biggest, not say our biggest concern, but uh, it all depends on the sport. And to give a little bit of background, why we're talking about it in the tennis podcast is because it is the, one of the fastest growing sports in the US. Um, I actually got this over the net uh, from the Boston Globe that... Uh, Pickleball is actually growing so fast that they have two new players every day. Oh. Yeah. That's so, like COVID, bro. Spreading. <laughs> actually, it's, it's not as good as COVID, but uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Uh. But um, that's pretty good. I mean, if tennis can get two players a month, that's fantastic. Uh, but, You're losing uh, two players a month. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because we, we don't have both courts. Uh. So no, one's, no one can play, so losing players. Yeah, so but um, it's growing. It's really growing really fast. Uh, there are like what there was about what four point two million players in the US alone last year. Yeah. These are new players, ah. Huh? <laughs> so it's a growing sport. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. They are actually replacing tennis courts with pickleball courts. And that's the thing that got us like, oh my. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that, that's okay. exactly okay. what we wanted to talk about, right? Like. Yeah, the fact that, yeah. I mean, we are looking at US statistics, it's not Singapore statistics per yeah. se, but, uh, you know, uh, in US, which I, where I assume the country is big enough where they don't have, uh, you know, limited land resources like us. Uh, uh, sorry, let's pause there. Yeah? Even though they have ample land, they are still replacing tennis courts. Exactly, That's right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I thought that was something that, you know, we might need to start thinking about because... Yeah. If a country that has so much land is going to, you know, is, has, has already replaced tennis courts, what, what, will that, what, will, what implications does it have for Singapore where we have, you know, a smaller number of 
tennis courts and maybe space as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, land scarcity is a big thing here, right? So, yeah, I mean, so uh, on the same note, uh, I read somewhere that pickleball is the fastest growing sport. Where, I mean, the statistics, like you said, you know, is 20% increase or something in the past two years or something like that. Actually, it's just a lot. I read the same stats. Yeah. Funny to say that. It's 21% from 2019, bro. Yeah. So, so if it's 5 million, that's 1 million extra players, man. And that 1 million is, I mean, it's massive, bro. Over 300 mm. million population, one, 1 extra million or whatever number of pickleball players they have, that's, that's absurd. Uh. It, yeah. I mean, it goes to show the, you know, the, the, good, the, good, the good part of the sport. Yep. I mean, we got to give them credit. Somehow, rather, it's working for them in the US. And it's also taking its shape here in Singapore. Yep. And um, I feel that uh, it, as much, we're not trying to stop pickleball from growing. I think people should not get that idea. I think that we come from a tennis, you know, we are tennis-centric people, right? So we come from the, our perspective and we're wondering what can we do about it? And, yeah. you know... We need to look at. We need to really look into it as well. So, yep. what are your in- initial thoughts about that, Ryuto? Well, so I think the first thing that we we want to think about is why are there so many people playing pickleball, right? You know, so I mean, we I I'm, uh, we talked about you know Singapore having our own association. I mean, then I'm sure there are interest groups and everything, and all these things. I'm sure they're all growing to a certain extent. And so the question is why? Why are they growing at such a, a rate? And I would assume you know uh. I mean, we were at OTH, that was an outreach program. So I'm pretty sure from that, they will be growing. So the main reasons that I can uh, deduce and we have, we have experienced it on, on our own is because it's fun. Uh, it uses less space. Like four of us played doubles on like a red ball tennis court group. Yeah. If you play singles on a full tennis court, that's a, you know, in terms of the space usage, right? You know, it's so much better. And then, I mean, I had a great workout. I was sweating. You know, chasing down balls, things were, were, were pretty fast-paced. Our rallies were, were kind of long as well. And so, I mean, it is, so, I mean, it addresses a lot of things that what people want. It's fun, it's a great workout, social, you know. It's easy to play as well. Yeah. Let's not... Uh, oh, let's yeah, not kid most me. importantly, right? Uh, well, no, actually, I was going to bring out the most importantly. Oh, is it? That's not the most importantly. No, easy to play and you don't need coaching. Oh, yeah. You don't need coaching. You don't need a coach to play pickleball. That's true. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that there isn't coaching. There is. Yeah. But if you yeah. have a basic understanding of one of the three sports we mentioned earlier, chances are you can pick it up and you can start scoring immediately. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, you know, as long as you know how to connect the the ball to the, I mean, the bat to the ball, and you get mm-hmm. and you understand, you know, how to hit the ball over the net. That's pretty much the sport already, right? And then uh, obviously we talk about the no volley zone or whatever. Simple rules like that you can pick up very, very quickly. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that people are picking up this sport so fast. And I mean, I, I'm sorry to cut up, but I have to be honest. I, until now, I didn't get the scoring. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while. I, I, I mean, not that I went to do some research, but the scoring was a bit tricky for me. Like. Yeah. So, but playing was easy. I mean, to a certain level, unless I'm playing against Ryuto. But uh, yeah, the scoring was a bit tricky for me. Like, unless you're a badminton player, I, I believe it uses badminton scoring, right? Yeah, the badminton scoring is confusing for me, bro. I, I, I mean, I also, I play a little bit of squash and badminton, but badminton scoring is tough, man. I have no idea. Wait, you need to spend somewhere and man. stuff like that. 
Ah, your future pickleball national player plays squash. Whew. Ruto, you're going somewhere, man. Yeah, no. Sportsman of the year, is it? Somewhere is going, going nowhere, bro. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think the next thing that, you know, we, we've talked about how great pickleball is and, you know, what, what it is right now. So, I mean, the, the next thing, I mean, obviously, we are double fault. We are, we are tennis-centric channel, I guess. We're not really a yeah. pickleball-centric channel. So then, yeah. uh, on our end, of course, I'm not saying that tomorrow we go and bust down the door of the Singapore Pickleball Association, ask them to shut down all their activities. But rather, like, I guess it's more of really just talking about the, the future where we start coexisting, right? How, how can we coexist? And at the same time, the second question will be, what can tennis do to gain this, the same amount of interest, you know? Like, like people find it easy to play pickleball. How do we make tennis easy? Stuff like that. So maybe, I mean, let's just talk about one, one by one, you know? Yeah. What do you think about the coexisting part first? Um, look, it's, it's obvious that it's going to be a bit challenging to coexist. You know, um, I, I, I mean, I draw this from my own experience. I mean, uh, you know, when um, I used to, being growing up in Singapore, you play football, right? Yeah. You know, you play football and stuff and, you know, we, there was a time where we used to play street soccer and stuff like that. And then we, we you know, we hardly have big field plays. Yeah. And then the cage came about. And then people st- kind of stopped looking or the demand for big fields, the full 11 aside field, yeah. or much lesser, I assume. Uh. Uh, and people, mm. you know, the most people actually figured that, okay, we go to the smaller field. So there was a time where I believe there were some pitches, right? Like 11 aside pitches in football being cut down to actually cages, wow. like uh, five aside cages and stuff wow. like that. So, so I mean, um, uh, I'm not trying to scare everybody here today. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, of um, course not. Is, in my perspective, right, coexisting is going to be tough. I, I'm not saying it's one or the other, but I think that there will come a time whereby uh, one sport, the more popular sport, will outdo the other one. Oh, That's no. what I think. Alright, so I'm going to... So because we were talking about the topic of football, right, I think we have a very... Uh, Invested listener by the name of uh, Hakim Abdul talking about football. Uh, oh, I think really? since we're on the topic and we are both co- uh, coincidentally wearing red, right? I think there is the interesting topic of Sunday, right? Sunday evening that that I think he wants to talk about. I I, I have really? something to do with a uh, a uh, five five pratas, uh, five five uh, plain pratas. I think <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, okay, okay. I see. I yeah, see. but anyway, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, that was an interesting weekend. But that aside, right? So, I, I, so it seems like you are talking about, you know, uh, football eleven aside football and five aside futsal were a little bit of a. Do you think they were competitors or are they working together as an ecosystem? Well, it's the same sport, but what I mean is that we end up losing a lot of national players in that aspect, right? Because not everyone is. On the same fitness level, you don't have to have a same fitness level as a f- like a football player, you know, who is playing eleven aside versus someone who is a futsal player playing five aside. You know, it's a right. different ball game in my perspective. There's a lot of same ball, different game. Sorry, same ball, different game. Yeah, same ball, different game. You know, so in my in my perspective, the point of me bringing that up was that. Uh, it's difficult to coexist. I feel that whichever is popular it's going to have their cake. That's my, that's my opinion. 
Right, right. Understand. I, I don't know. I mean, if someone is listening to us and who have a different opinion, like please share. We yeah. love to hear from mm, you. Yeah, and, appreciate the a different angle. If we might have missed something, yeah. but you know, what about you, Ryuto? Like, what what do you think? Do you think we can coexist? So I I read this idea by some random guy online, and uh, he didn't justify his uh this point very eloquently. But I thought it's something that was good for me to float it out to you. So, okay. uh, using um, pickleball, right, uh, as a stepping stone for tennis. So, you kind of introduce people to play pickleball first. And then, through the skills that they pick up from pickleball, then you introduce them tennis. So, mm. so it's like a progression. So, like how we have our colored balls into the yellow, the, or the standard yellow ball. So, pickleball is uh, the, the transition to that. But the thing is, I'm not super convinced by that because you're telling them to, uh, you know, change an entire a different sport, right? Because like the yeah. color balls essentially is still the same sport, but mm-hmm. um, pickleball and tennis is still two different sports. I understand yeah. the point of view. I mean, it make is you know it's a great idea, but uh, on the ground, I'm not sure whether you know people will actually uh subscribe to it where like you know they. They go like, all right, I'm going to play pickleball so that 10 years later, I'm going to be a fantastic tennis player. Now, what, what do you think about that, man? I mean, it's, it's a very interesting idea that I, I heard from someone, I mean, online. Um, well, I kind of understand where they're coming from um, because to a certain level, you can correlate both the sport to a certain level. Uh, but I got one better. If you want to think about that approach, um, there's a lot of ways we can go about it. We can actually follow the tennis pathway, right? Red, orange, green, yellow. You know, even as an right. adult player, that's what ITF and our STA is trying to do as well. Yep. You know, or there's another sport that kind of is very similar to pickleball and that's touch tennis, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so um, touch tennis is very similar. It's very, um, it's basically tennis. It's played on a foam ball, which I don't have here, but I have the red ball here. So one before the red. Um, remind me, I'll buy the foam ball. <laughs> next week. Uh, yeah. Next week, next week, yeah. But um, the foam ball played on a red size court. I think it's like, I think it's 12 meter by 5 meter, if I'm not wrong. That's the dimension. A red ball uh, court, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, 12, um, 21 inch racket. This is uh, 23. Remind me, uh, I'll bring the 21 next week. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, back to it. So foam ball, 21 inch racket, yep. 12 by 5 meter court, uh, and you play tennis. I think with the exact same rule. In fact, if I'm not wrong, there's a former ATP player, uh, Gonzalez, yeah. who plays touch tennis now. Now, uh, so he actually, I don't know whether you call it regression or some form of progression, but yeah. uh. He, he plays touch tennis as well. And I believe touch tennis is also, it follows the majors and the master series through yep. the ATP as well. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, if, if you want to go down that route, I think touch tennis would be, I mean, I'm not sure if it's available in Singapore. If it is, it's probably privately played. Yep. Uh, but it's not, but we don't have an association with that. Uh, unless Ryuto starts a touch tennis company tomorrow, we'll keep you in the loop for that. Uh, but uh, as far as we know, there isn't touch tennis in Singapore. Yep, yep. Uh, but this could be a very interesting rival to pickleball, right? Well, I think, I mean, that's, that's definitely something that uh, I've been watching, actually. 
I follow I follow the Touch Tennis page uh, so to watch the highlights uh, you know nice that's, that's all nice. I can afford uh, I don't have time to watch the actual match but you, I think okay. we are you're right that uh, you know it's uh, it's very it's essentially tennis but downsized so you just see like it's essentially giants playing great ball tennis you know you see like this mm. uh, 1.9 meter uh, fella who's like uncle, uncle. you're gonna say uncle right uncle <laughs> I'm not sure some of them are in their 20s or 30s in the professional tour, so I can't make a sweeping statement and call all of them uncles. Uh. Yeah. But okay. they, are, they are playing essentially tennis, but with smaller rackets and a foam ball and a smaller mm-hmm. court. So it's literally just giant, giant mini tennis, uh, giant red ball tennis, right? Okay. And on your point on using this, this one, touch tennis, as the progression to, to step into the ten, like tennis, actual tennis, uh, I, I, I think it's possible. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I haven't had had a go at touch tennis, uh. So I really don't know whether it's gonna be the same. It does, it's gonna capture the same thrill as pickleball. I know because pickleball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't need spin. You just need to you know tap the ball, bunt the ball, kind of thing. Mm. And then the, the rules, the pickleball rules are a bit different. So, uh, mm. I I'm not very sure as to whether that's the way to uh introduce to people. Like uh, yeah. if if you are an Let's say you're twenty plus year old or thirty plus year old adult, and you're gonna be like, "Alright, I'll learn tennis." Would would someone actually go like, "Alright, I'm gonna start with touch tennis," or they just gonna book a, a a tennis court and just just grab a couple of balls and see whether they can rally? Where where do you think people will go for that, man? I think that that's, that's a little bit that's a difficult question to answer. I think it depends on the motivation of the person picking up the sport. If you feel that I want to do something with a racket and a ball. Okay, doesn't matter how big the court is, uh, and size don't matter to you. Um, basically, right, like um, maybe for them to have early success, they might yeah. actually play touch tennis, you know. But then again, I don't have the stats for that. So, yeah. but you know, if you ask me, you know, if you were to compare between a, a smooth transition, right, yeah. between picket ball and touch tennis to tennis, yeah, I think touch tennis would have its cake. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, but for kids, what about kids? But for kids, touch tennis is essentially their mini tennis, right? It's the red tennis, ball. bro. I mean, let's not quote it any way different. It's 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 our red ball tennis, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, it, I mean, at at this point, I'm still pretty much convinced that you know tennis probably still has to start on its own, lah. You don't you don't pick up a different sport. It's a little bit challenging because it's just a different sport entirely. As much as we have talked about all this, uh, yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. I mean, but you know, let's not uh, let's not push away the fact that pickleball is actually easier on you, uh, in terms of your of your body's pressure. Am I saying the right thing? Yeah, you pressure? mean like running and all the start stop and the things that we do? Yeah, the things yeah, that yeah, we yeah. stop doing already at our age, no? In on the yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we stopped that long time ago. I stopped that long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so but, yeah. I mean, pickleball does present uh interesting curveball to the I would say the tennis ecosystem right now. Uh yeah, we yeah. are not at the stage at like US where we are they are they are losing tennis courts over pickleball. Yeah. Uh, but I mean like like interestingly, our shared experience at OTH, right, could also be a foreshadowing for the future, right? Like yeah. OTH, uh, the, I mean PA essentially booked out the tennis court to run a different sports activity. So 
Uh, I'm not trying to fear monger or anything. This I'm not like comes on conspiracy theories, lah. But yeah, you know, we could be looking at other sporting venues that could be booked out for pickleball, and then that's where you will start to see like you know eyebrows being raised, like people who don't know pickleball go like, oh wow, what's this? And then how come they're taking over tennis courts? And then uh, if this becomes more frequent, we're gonna start losing tennis players. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I think just to add to that, right, Ryuto. Um, you're right. I mean, if badminton courts start being booked, I think all the uncle and auntie will start killing people, bro. So, <laughs> yeah, that's badminton. another thing altogether. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. But like badminton, uh, badminton courts are the, are the, are the other space that they use. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just affecting tennis, right? I mean, we're speaking, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm speaking on behalf of the other sports, but I would say yeah, that yeah. the other sports could have an eye on pickleball as well, no? right? Yeah, I mean, um, they probably already have, um, and it is growing in the US. So I, I do as I do think that as a tennis enthusiast like yourself included, it's 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 important to think about all this. And let's not kid ourselves. Uh, this is our rice bowl as well, you know. So it's important for us to look at all forms of implication, you know, from various external factors. Yeah, so serious there, man. No, because uh, I, I, I'm actually gonna. I wanted to share with you a comment that uh, one of our one of our viewers, uh, Sharin Jamal, uh, he shared oh. a very interesting uh point of view that I wanted to put it out to you also because I think that it covers something that uh that we've been talking about. So he thinks that you know having different versions right of certain sports actually creates a strong sporting culture and gives everyone an alternative to participate in experience physical sports and. We cannot take that away from people, man. I mean, that's a very strong statement. We absolutely cannot take that away from people, right? Well, firstly, Sharin, I mean, he sounds like a global sports ambassador right there, man. Forget <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, bro. Just, uh, this guy should be on the Olympic committee, man. Oh, I'm sure, man. Uh, isn't he running for president? I don't know. I, I will see, is it? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? Uh, well, first of all, thank you for the comment, uh, Sharin Jamal. Uh, very nice to have you with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a different target market, right? Yep. If if you're in the market to try different sport and not tennis per se, then yeah, I mean, by all means, you know, even for me, you know, I'll be doing rollerblading or even, uh, you know, what what they call the new, what the new craze. Uh, longboarding, right? I bet you're going to ah, say longboarding, bro. Uh, longboarding, bro. Ah, I mean, almost, you know, I might do all these kind of things to, to achieve whatever um, uh, Sharin just shared with us. So yeah. um, that kind of makes sense for, for my motivation in that manner. Yep. But I think it's important that for tennis perspective, right? Of course, we're not trying to deter anyone, yep. but we're coming from the point of view whereby if I'm a tennis player or I'm a tennis coach or a tennis stakeholder, you know, this is important for me to know and how I can go about, uh, you know, protecting my livelihood or protecting the sport I love. Yeah. To a certain extent, like Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, right? So, I mean, we we are coming from a, you know, the point of view where we just want to, in a sense, protect our sport or rather continue to help it grow. Uh, I think uh, pickleball is sort of like a, it's maybe a wake-up call, you know, to tell us that, hey, look, you can't just expect, you can't just, you know, sleep at home and then expect your sport to boom tomorrow. So, I mean, it's putting, uh, you know, keeping us on our toes, which uh, brings me to the second point that we, was, we wanted to talk about, which was, 
how, how are we going to then make tennis more accessible or like more you know, easy for people to participate so that we can actually grow the sport in Singapore? Bro, I got a perfect solution, bro. Well, you every time the solution, bro. ITF should be <laughs> hiring you, you, bro. You inspire me, bro. You know, you are like my influencer. I mean, influencer. 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 <laughs> okay, so you're my influencer, man. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> put up a tournament, $1 million prize money. Confirm tennis tomorrow, everybody play, bro. <laughs> it's because of the money, right? Yeah, Nothing money, else. Nothing else, bro. And you have a... I think people who play any other sport will pick up tennis to play, bro, for $1 million. That's true, lah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I mean, I I don't I mean offhand offhand I don't really have a a solution per se um on on what we can do as a sport um yeah but let's not kid ourselves it's not as bad right um I think there's a lot of people playing tennis um they're finding things to do considering our pandemic not many people are able to travel people are trying out different things and we have our fair share of people joining tennis as well. You know, and it is our sworn obligation or our expectation as coaches to do the best to keep these participants in our sport. That's a yeah. very important role we play, right? Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, I mean, we don't have fantastic solutions right now, but I mean, you see guys like, you know, I'm sure... It, you know, a lot of tennis people who are scrolling Facebook now probably know of Patrick Morataglu. He he tried to create the ultimate. I mean, he's he has created Ultimate Tennis Showdown, which offers a different format to view tennis. So that's one yeah. way to capture people. So the viewership is one thing. Our rules, you know, like possibly changing some rules. That could be something that we are looking at. Uh, we I would love to you know uh brainstorm some ideas and one day hopefully we can uh you know we can we can talk about it you know it's something that uh, i definitely want to want to talk about uh, you know how how we can actually uh change the way perhaps you know the way we play tennis and then hopefully it's a little bit more interesting for people uh. yeah i mean you're right to say that i mean Ruto, i don't have the solution in mind i think what we wanted to do was bring forward this this um this information Yep. Be new to you or not new to you, uh, we wanted to share with you, uh, and maybe even get a couple of you know ideas running through from everyone listening to us today. You know, like um, share with us, like what do you think our sport should do? You know, it's not that tennis is dying, but how do we continue to make it as interesting so that the next generation, so that when Ryuto have ten children, all ten children will play tennis. If I have 10 no. children, I'll be playing football, bro. You you cannot play, bro. Football is 11... Okay, 11 person. Like. You want to 10 children, right? That's 11, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So... Yeah. Uh, probably your 11, your 11 kids can play better than Man United. Da, than oh, la, wait, come on. La. They can probably defend better, la, at the very least. <laughs> Just do, do us a favor. If you've got 10 children and you start to play tennis, never name any one of them Harry. I knew that was coming, bro. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm Japanese, so I definitely won't be naming any of them Harry, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, I think I think we the overall idea of this whole discussion was essentially just how we can better grow the sport. You know, just how how can we take care of our sport and ensure that we have an our eye on it. You know, 
so that you know the sport just keeps going up you know I'll be building more tennis courts we can see that you know the new Kalang tennis center is coming up so I'm sure the government has their has their eye on tennis so we don't want to in a sense let them down right by lot by not yeah. growing the sport in that sense so I mean that's why we're having this conversation so Ryuto I have to ask you our famous tagline famous tagline yeah I well famous between me and you lah. <laughs> um what do you think is this a fault, ace, or let? Alright, so for me, I'm going to go straight into calling this a fault. This is an absolute fault for me, man. This is a service fault right there. Because uh, I'm, I, at the end of the day, as much as I play various sports, right? Tennis is still number one, bro. Tennis is number one. So uh, anything that I feel that, you know, uh, might uh, upset that, this so-called balance or I would say hierarchy where tennis is number one in my life, right? I, I would want to be a bit more protective of my sport, la, right? So I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I call it a fault such that I want to abolish pickleball the next day, but, you know, it, it, it's a fault because it's sort of like a threat. Yeah, that's for me, man. Um, this is a what about you? One. You see, the, the thing is, pickleball has the potential to be an ace. And that makes it a fault. Oh, oh love. For me. For me so as deep, well. bro. So deep, I can't even see you right now. Yeah, because it's very tough for me to say this. And, um, you know, personally, I myself like pickleball. You know, so I, I just feel that um, I hope that through this podcast, we can probably get more people listening to us and maybe sharing some solution tennis should implement. And, you know, uh, maybe us coaches should play our part in a different way to help promote the sport. I don't know. I don't have the solution in hand right now. Yeah. Um, and this is something that's going to probably go beyond me and you. It's probably going to take our community, right? That's yeah. the whole purpose of doing the podcast, right? So it's going to take the community to come together to think of how we can uh, find a way to keep our sport interesting for our generation and the generation beyond. So, um, like you said, this is a real fault, right? My fault is literally the ball fly to the other stadium, bro. So, from Atarash to Court 14 in Australian Open, bro. That's how far the fault is. Yeah, man. All right. That, then, looks like we are aligned on this, bro. That's great. Yeah. But, uh, it's so, funny because we were in line in this the last time. Yeah. Even though we had a lot of exchanging views. Yeah, that's true. We're in line in this again. I mean, we're yeah. very similar. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe the next one we might not be. Something to lose a little bit of excitement here, man. <laughs> predictable stuff alright so uh, with that right I mean uh, I want to conclude today I mean I, I had a you know great we had a great chat you know talking about um, pickleball and all the other things that come come along with it you know for tennis as our sport so uh, for all those you know viewers who are watching out there uh, if you have anything that you want to you want to talk about share anything that you feel about what we said might not have been right or you, you strongly agree feel free to to let us know, we were very happy to hear from you guys. Uh, once again, I'm Ruto. Uh, he's Pratap. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Take care.